Buenas tardes. What he said. <laughs> Welcome to Tea for Lunch, a weekly show powered by Arcade Studios. Each week, we'll serve you the news on the top stories we're following in social media, entertainment, celebrity, and tech in 15 minutes or less. You can catch the show live, uh, live on Instagram every Thursday at around 12 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Or you can catch the replay on all podcast providers and on YouTube on Fridays. We're your hosts today. I'm Mitzi and Benjamin. Benjamin. Once again. <laughs> yes, dynamic duo. Before we get into our stories, how's your week? Good. Good. It's been a it's been an interesting week. We um we put together a team That's here right. at Arcade called Out of Office, also known as OOO. Um, and we signed up for a dodgeball tournament. That's right. We are in a dodgeball league. God help us all. <laughs> um, I'm very worried about the liability that that indicates for us, but I think so far so good. First game was on Tuesday. On Tuesday, yeah. I did not play. I did not play either, and that is why the results were the, the results were. they were because Mitzi wasn't in there. Exactly, or, and you, you know. weren't. Let's tell the people what this <laughs> final score was. Oh, do you want to do that? <laughs> it was. We won one game out of. Ten. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's out there now. <laughs> it's okay. It's a strategic play. Nowhere it's, to go but up. Exactly. Yeah, yeah it's just strategic play. Um, underdogs always get We love the an underdog push. story. Yeah, exactly. And that's what Out of Office is all about. Yeah. Now. More importantly, you guys looked good playing. Like the team looked amazing. And we're gonna look even better next game because we have custom jerseys that we've made. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Check it out. Yeah, be ready. You, you'll you actually see like Instagram stories and posts about this. So if you want to check that out, follow you know us what? at Hello Arcade. Exactly. And the most important thing is that you're having fun and you're learning about yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah, some people are learning how sore they, they are the next day. <laughs> and how hard it is to throw a ball. Yeah. And, and how hard it is to catch a ball. And dodge. Dodge a ball. Hey, some people are pretty intense. Like the team that we went against on Tuesday was full of people who just individually signed up for fun, like because they wanted to be in the tournament. Like we signed up because we're like, you know, a team building, bonding, and these people just went in as like for their semi pros basically yeah. to destroy us. They just have a and, love yeah. of dodgeball. Of the ball of dodge, of the <laughs> sure. art of dodge. Sure, yeah, but I mean, it's okay. I think, I think um, once we get the uniforms, then everything will change. Everything it's gonna bring it all together. Mm-hmm. So I think, and it's gonna be promising once we actually enter the team and actually yes. play. So yeah. we'll keep people posted. Stretch, warm up, all that good stuff. Yes. <laughs> okay, so three exciting stories, important stories. Let's get into the first one. Uh, to everyone's surprise, Instagram is going to be pushing photos more in 2023. Hmm. This is good news for all Instagram purists. Adam Masseri, the CEO of Instagram, who we all know and respect, <laughs> recently announced that the platform has gone too hard pushing videos and will look to make photos more of a focus again in 2023. In a recent Instagram story Q&A, he said, I think we were over-focused on video in 2022 and pushed ranking too far and basically showed too many videos and not enough photos. Duh. We've since balanced. So things like how often someone likes photos versus videos and how often someone comments on photos versus videos are roughly equal, which is a good sign that things are balanced. Yeah. So this is interesting. It is. I mean... I am a fan of photos on Instagram. I missed like just being able to 
put out your work because I I take photos primarily. So I think when you're putting out photos, but you know that nothing's gonna like you're not gonna get engagement, you're not gonna get any likes, and it's gonna be just a post that gets lost in the feed. You don't really feel like doing that much. It's so, discouraging. Yeah. So I'm a fan of the drawback, but it's also a little confusing because you know Instagram and like Meta are out here to get rid of competitors, to fight back <laughs> on anyone that's taking some of their airtime. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, is this going to last? This is classic Adam Masseri gaslighting us again. He always like says, he'll jump onto these stories or his Instagram and say like, we hear you, we understand your concerns. We are not actually doing this, even though it might feel like we are. But like we all know you're pushing videos still. So I'm like, I know no one's literally talking about this update because it was kind of a sneaky little like Instagram story that he posted. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Like I do think that they've swung too far in video and they're starting to swing back a little bit, which is positive for everyone who wants Instagram to stay to be what Instagram always was. Um, at the end of the day, like I think we just all owe the Kardashians our gratitude (laughs) because it was them who came out publicly and started getting those like post viral about like make Instagram, Instagram again. So thank you. Thank you, I guess. (laughs) The other thing is, like, you mentioned that Instagram and Meta in general is, like, very Mm. conquestial platform. Anytime another app or something starts to get traction, they start to integrate the same functions into their platform. It's worked. Snapchat. Yeah. And all that. So I just wish Instagram would do that for apps that are actually positive, like Gas. Remember that app, which was like popular among teens, Uh where it was like an anonymous way to gas people up and give people compliments. Like, why don't they integrate that into the app? Yeah, I mean, people have kind of started using the, like, ask me, like, anonymously stuff, which is a little bit of that, like, anonymity element, but it's not an Instagram, like, sponsored Feature. Yeah, it would be really cool yeah. if they had a feature where you can like anonymously give people compliments. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, this is Instagram saying, okay, TikTok, you win. Because they're drawing back from what they were trying to compete against. And I, I mean, not that doesn't mean that they might try to still, you know, push it in a more balanced way, but I just don't think it's going to, I don't think they're going to beat TikTok Pushing, out like yeah. they did when they stole stories from Snapchat and filters from Snapchat. Mm-hmm. As always, we'll stay on top of the changes as they come, but interesting stuff. Yeah. Um, our next story, um, is this the end of the Eminem Spoke Candies? So right before the Super Bowl, Eminem's has announced that they've pulled their Spokes Candies among alt-right outrage and will be replacing them with actress Maya Rudolph. I love her. <laughs> um, Rudolph will be starring in the brand's upcoming Super Bowl commercial, Conservatives, including the Fox News host Tucker Carlson, claimed the recent Spokes Candies makeover were an example of the liberal agenda gone too far. As a reminder, um, some of the makeovers included giving the green M&M sneakers instead of heels. This is the one that was like the female. She was um, like the sexy M&M. Yeah, exactly. And then um, giving that M&M like character a more feminist personality and then giving the orange M&M anxiety and creating the purple M&M, which didn't exist before. Um, and this purple M&M would be to represent 
inclusivity. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the company notes that the spokes candies are at present pursuing other personal passions. So very, very interesting. Um, we were chatting about this a little bit before. And I guess the controversy and the whole like conversation around inclusivity and um, representation in the M&M started last year. Yes. But it's the changes are coming now, now. Which is smart on behalf of Mars who owns M&M's. So they, all this like hoopla around the changes happened last year, but it was literally this week where they announced that the spokes candies will be like taking an indefinite pause and pursuing personal pursuits, which is, I think is hilarious. Imagine being a, <laughs> a spokesperson for a brand and then having to come up with like a statement on behalf of invisible cartoon. like cartoons. Yeah. Yeah. It's hilarious. Um, but After like what? 60 years? I can't do math, but they've been out (laughs) since the 1960s representing um, M&Ms. So it was this week that they announced that Maya Rudolph will be replacing them. And I really love how they're leading into this campaign. Like they've got Maya Rudolph doing these videos about how she's like the new spokesperson of, or the chief of fun officer for M&Ms. And then today she said that she's going to be renaming the M&M. So they're not going to be M and M. They're going to be Ma and Ya, which is Maya. (laughs) So I think it's just really clever. I'm excited to see what this actual ad spot is going to look like. Maya Rudolph is like, a Super Bowl commercial darling. She's in like so many commercials every mm. year. So I think she's the perfect person for this and it's going to be interesting. But I am a little sad that, yeah, you know, they were a victim of the culture wars. I Yeah, and I wonder if they'll, like how long is this going to last? Like are they going to come back? Are people, do people really want this? Like even from a long-term standpoint? Because I feel like, I feel Everyone's like people gonna, don't care that much. Really? I think some. Are you are you an M and M's girl? No, I, I like I I revere M and M's as a brand. Okay. Cool. I also recognize that this change is like a huge makeover for the brand. It's like basically they're rebranding. Like I don't know if you've been to an M and M store. There's literally thousands of M and M stores <laughs> in the U S. Yeah. And they're they're these caricatures are all over them. So yeah. like I went to the Vegas one. Yeah. Pretty are they crazy. gonna like? shelve them all are they gonna like put them all on clearance to like get get rid of them like it's just such a big move for such a big brand so I'm just like watching it yeah well I just think it's like if you were to take um you know I don't know like Tony the tiger like is it from the studio like out of I don't know the name in English sucaritas in the the frosted flakes that one yes like it's if you were if you take the tiger away then like what is Frosted Flakes. Do you know what I mean? So I don't know. It's if I was, I'm not like the biggest M&M's fan, but if I was, I'd be, I'd be hurting. Yeah. And I think the 2023 equivalent of these caricatures are now mascots. Like for example, the Duolingo mascot. True. So maybe it's just a sign that these caricatures that have like, were so such a big part of the marketing for these big legacy brands is done. And now as we enter 2023, we need to think about like, does it make sense for a character caricature to represent a brand? Mm. And if so, who is this caricature? Like what are their pronouns? What is their personality? Like that stuff matters now. So I just think it's such an interesting shift and a little sad that they had to change and actually go away 
for M&Ms to move forward as a brand. But we'll see. Like I have high hopes for what they're going to do with Maya Rudolph. Yeah. I'm I'm excited to see what the commercials are. Yeah. Are I like. can't wait for Super Bowl commercials. Yeah. Okay, last story of the day. The Dyson Airwrapped and Tarte Lip Balm topped the list of $3.6 billion brought in by influencers in 2022. In a new report released by the creator commerce platform Like to Know It, its 18 million monthly shoppers brought in over $3.6 billion worth of goods sold via influencer affiliate links in 2022. Top products included Dyson Airwrapped, Tarte, Juicy Lip Balm, mm-hmm. and then other sellers like the LMS Dynamic Resurfacing Pads, Ulta Beauty's Link for Lancome Mascara, Lululemon Everywhere Belt Bag, and Our Place is Always Pan, and of course, the Stanley 40-ounce tumbler, which is very popular here in the yeah. office. It's important to note that influencers are not given access to a list of top-selling products, but they're pulling these items after seeing others do the same or being uh, sent items from these brands. So this is, I thought was really interesting. Like to know it is like the premier affiliate link kind of platform for influencers. So I think it's really fascinating that they're doing reports on what are the most popular products. Mm-hmm. And none of these products were a surprise to me, at least, yeah. <laughs> because I have seen these products in my feed over and over and over again. So to see that these actually equate to big sales is really interesting. Um So, yeah, I'm curious, like, obviously influencers are moving product. Obviously, they're still influencing business decisions for most people on social media. A really funny fact here (laughs) before the show, I was asking Ben, and I'm going to put you on the spot. If you've ever bought anything from an influencer or a creator on social media. The answer is no. I'm sorry. At least that I can remember (laughs) it if I have. I'm sorry, whoever the influencer was. I don't remember you or the product. Also really popular among um, influencers who sell a lot of like makeup and beauty products. And like mom influencers too. Okay, don't put moms into this. It's it's, it's the truth. We can go to the article. (laughs) Okay, well, other people who follow like beauty creators and things like that, because so many of these things are in the beauty category. Beauty and lifestyle category. So I just think like influencers are still such a major part of like overall marketing plans for these these kind of brands. So I just think it's interesting. Yeah. Is there a product in there that you would not have thought would make the top list? Um, I was a little surprised about the Lancome mascara, but almost everything else is not a surprise to me. Like the Lululemon Mm. Everywhere belt is literally everywhere. Yes. The always pan is literally always on people's stoves. Yep. <laughs> I've I've actually seen ads for the pan. So oh my gosh. At least there's a didn't connection. we have a joke in the office that like we see those ads in our sleep? Yeah. Especially around the holidays. They're yeah. everywhere. It's a, it's a little much, but it's a lot. <laughs> um do you own any of these? I like, own I, probably four of these. Okay. Okay. Influenced. Yeah. I don't know. I guess <laughs> I, I guess I'm a sucker. I think so. Some of these. Yeah. You know what's really interesting? Right now there's like a series on TikTok called Uninfluencing, where people mm. are like Trying to uninfluence people to buy stuff that's getting seen, a lot of hype. I literally saw that yesterday. There I is, love it. Yeah, there was a creator that was. She probably named like three or four of these. And yeah. She's like, don't buy the Dyson Airwrap. Don't buy this. Don't buy that. Blah blah blah. Like reduce consumption. 
and da 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 da. Like, yeah, I think like, that's oh, really wow. interesting. Never, never seen that. I'm curious like, to see what the stats are from last year to the end of this year because we're just seeing so many changes in how we talk about products and yeah. you know brands being at the center of these like larger influencer campaigns is also such a hot topic. So yeah, we'll see. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. And with that, uh, now that we've wet your palate, get out of here and go <laughs> eat something more substantial. Cheers. Cheers.